You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. I've fallen, and I can't get up! On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus. Yeah? And change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. As somebody always said, if you can't say anything nice about anybody, come sit by me. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. We are here to you live on this Sunday, May 2nd of 2021. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, in the still under construction Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. As always, we trust you've had a fantastic week here we are we're full into spring now uh i actually wore short pants this week outdoors it was a beautiful thing i trust you're wearing the clothing that that you feel most comfortable in this week uh welcome aboard we got a few things to talk about today and uh the clip we just played coming out of the intro that was the lovely the talented Olivia Dukakis, who we lost a few days ago at the age of 89. That was a scene from uh, Steel Magnolias. Fantastic, funny. She has the most hilarious character in that. And uh, every line she has in that movie is just dripping with sarcasm, just like that one. That was one of my favorite lines. If you don't have anything nice to say about somebody, come sit by me. Yeah. I don't know. I, now, I'll be the judge as far as sarcasm here, because I'm sorry. I still believe that I am the master of sarcasm. Well, then then you need you need to go sit and get a master class. Watch this movie. Okay. I, I, I kid you not. I am not teasing you. I am not doing a bit here. Watch this movie. Yeah. If for nothing else, you can ignore Sally Field. You can, you can ignore a very young uh, uh, Julia Roberts. Uh, yeah. you, you can ignore Shirley MacLaine. You can ignore them all. Olympia Dukakis will have you rolling on the floor. Now, it's a little hard for me to uh, to ignore Sally Field. Trust me. Yeah, I had a five year I had a five year old crush on Sally Field that back in the days of the uh, Flying Nuns. Who Who needs wings to fly? That's the name of the theme song. Exactly. And who exactly. Pl- who played? 
the uh, rich Puerto Rican millionaire. I don't know who. Oh, you know what? I I you don't know the know name. You know the name. Oh, is it Alejandro Ray? That's it. No, that's that's right. it. Alejandro Ray. Wow! Wow! You, where, did I, where did I pull that out of my ass? You Jeez. you wandered through the the spider web filled the always of your mind. You stumbled Ooh. on that one, baby. Remember, you never yeah, forget. You only fail to remember. Yeah, that, that's 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 it. And lies the issue. We got a bunch we're gonna uh, get covered here. Uh, sometime during the course of the show, uh, I wanted to refer to something that. Uh, I heard yesterday listening to uh, the lovely and talented Shaletta Brundage mm-hmm. on on our uh, on my radio um, talking about having the conversation with your children about race. And while I think that it was aimed a little bit more at African American children, uh, I had a short uh, a story I'm going to share, and this we'll do this a little bit later on. We'll give it All a right. tease if you, uh, okay. about my experience and why it would have been a lot more helpful if my parents would have had that conversation you mean, with me. You mean your experience as a small black child? Yeah, that's that's the one exactly. Uh, well, you just now noticing after all this time. Well, that's that's that line from the, uh, the Steve Martin movie, The Jerk. <laughs> I was born. Poor black child. Poor black yes. child. But before we get into anything else, you know what time it is, John. Oh my God! Here, let me get my new plug in my ears. Ah, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Radio TFI Stock Market Report, brought to you by We're Still Waiting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uber closed the week at fifty-four dollars and seventy-seven cents, down two dollars and sixteen cents. Lyft took a significant drop uh, in the past week, closing Friday at fifty-five sixty-six for a drop of twelve dollars and four cents, ladies and gentlemen. That has been your overextended uh, market watch report here on Radio TFI. We desperately need a sponsor. Usually, I time it. Usually, I time it pretty well with the end of the effect, but uh, I, I don't know what happened with that today. I have nothing I else. Somebody. Somebody else, if somebody finds us a sponsor for this bit, I promise you, I'll cut it off. <laughs> somebody, I that'll, promise you. somebody that'll pay us to, uh, uh, to not cut that. Do, yeah, exactly. By the way, a little housekeeping here. A little, a, a little housekeeping. If you, if you're listening to us on the app, thank you very much. If you're not, go to your app store, search Radio TFI. Uh, we're, 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 we keep saying that you can watch live video on it, and we're supposed to be. And I am in in uh, constant contact with the folks that have uh, designed and provided this app for us, and uh, I haven't heard from them in a few days. So we're we're supposed to be getting that feature. That's that's included in what we pay for, and uh, we're still trying to get them to to get that up and running. So, but you can certainly listen to us. We got the music playing all day long. Unfortunately, our cover art doesn't show up either, but uh, but you can certainly hear us on the app, and if you've downloaded it, we certainly appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell all the kids and kittens on your block. Really, you know, it's just like it reminds me when I when I uh, uh, turn my radio TFI app on and listening uh, during the course of my day. It's it's kind of like the old days when you just had the transistor radio. You know, you yeah. just 
you're not really. I don't need to see the screen. I just. Well, I, I understand. Just I music. understand. It's, I understand that, but it's a feature we pay for. Oh well. And well, I damn it. And I get it together. By the way, I have put a lot of work into the cover art that we use. Each song in the vast, vast Radio TFI Music Vault. Uh, each, each uh, image that goes with each song. I well, I did it for each artist, but uh, like with the Beatles, I didn't do thirty individual covers, just one main logo. But for each mm. artist, I I sat and I created. Some of it was just old album covers, but you know I cleaned them up and I so that each one has. If you listen on the website, you'll see the cover art pop up. So, mm-hmm. if for the, if no other reason. But anyway, we're working on that in the background, but the app works, and we're, we're very happy to have that up and going. And uh, anyway, you can see us on YouTube, on all the places that we show up live. Exactly. So, and if you would like to get on the converse, get in on the conversation here, we welcome you to join us here at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. I'm assuming Ed's got the phone line plugged in. What have you been told about assuming? <laughs> well, there lies the problem. You can also uh, send us a text at that same number, uh, or if you're uh, on the uh, streaming uh, network here, you can also send us a comment uh, via that direction if you so choose we'd love to hear from you uh it's important to us that we uh that we get input uh i don't know maybe maybe i'm overstepping when i say it's important it's nice well that's also don't forget if you have a time machine we'd like to hear from a 1980s payphone uh western union is still a viable option Oh my goodness! Just think, I just just remember it. What it what it took to back then for the just for communicating. And, oh boy! Uh, and look at us now. Yeah, look at us now. Exactly. Two boobs like us. Yeah. Two, two goons like us. You know that brings up a kind of an. I, I was listening also yesterday to our our friend um, uh, Don Allen, who was on a show last week, and he was having his show. Uh, that he does similar to how we do it um, uh, called Our Black News. And at one point in time, somebody had mentioned the fact that, you know, it's you have to have corporate media to get, you know, get your message, get your message out to the masses. And, and um, I don't necessarily think that this day and age, you don't need the corporate media to get your message out there. You know, they were talking about how uh, people like, um, like Benjamin Crump, you know, showing up now at every instance where there was a... a uh, Don't get me started on him. Oh, well. <laughs> Don't get <laughs> they me were... I find him to be one of the most annoying ambulance-chasing people I've ever encountered in my life and I was encountering him a long time ago down in South Florida and I'm not saying people don't need representation in some of these instances but this man to me comes off like a buffoon just like an ambulance chasing buffoon well, what do you think about uh, Al Sharpton Al Sharpton he used to be an ambulance chasing buffoon 
he's kind of eased back now. Well, he's his he he's aged into uh, being a calming presence, and he's also you know a pastor, which buys him a little bit of uh, and good morning, Shaletta, uh, which buys him a little bit of. I remember when Al Sharpton was a big fat roly poly guy. God bless him for losing all that weight. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, look, he he uh, you know he came to prominence back in the day with Jesse Jackson, and I'm not saying they weren't helpful, but the, those those two dude, there's a camera lens around. Boom, these guys are there. Now, mm-hmm. as far, as far as Al Sharpton goes, I'm not saying that people aren't requesting him to be there now, but now he's in that place. Where people will say, oh, Reverend Sharpton, will you come and speak at, at the funeral? Will you come and speak to the family? And, you know, that's kind of one thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one thing. Ben Crump, I just, it, just a marble mouth goon as far as I'm concerned. Woo. Anyways. <laughs> that's my, well, no, that's my opinion of him. Yeah, everybody has their opinion and, uh. Uh, I think the the, the point that uh, Don and his uh, his cast were talking about was the fact that when the dust all settles and uh, Sharpton and uh, and uh, the the crew all leave that particular area, there are still that particular area. I mean, we still have things here in Minneapolis we have to deal with. They still have things. That they need they need to deal with in sure. these other uh, cities, and it's like they come in, they make their opinion, their appearance rather, and then they're gone. And uh, and the person that I was uh, chatting with here said, "Well, you know, how do we how do we get corporate media? How you know mm-hmm. to so we can get our message out? You don't these days. You don't need the mm-hmm. corporate media. All you have to do is." have some little setup here in our basements like we have uh, a couple of goons like know, us i mean uh, yeah, uh, honestly we we have the same reach theoretically as nbc yeah very true of course most people don't most people on the planet aren't aware of us but that's neither here nor there excuse me that's just the question of making ourselves known and available and exactly. i t- and i'll tell you what all it would take is one, one, one goofy thing to happen that we didn't anticipate, that mm-hmm. would just catch on fire. You know exactly. C- c- then tune in to see what what the next uh, right. <laughs> everybody likes to see a train wreck. Who doesn't? Know? Who doesn't? Yeah. You know the old joke. I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we all love to see that. You know. People go to car races for the wrecks. Let's face it. That's why Demolition Derby came about. They've realized people love the wrecks. Uh, But yeah, but but anybody seriously, though, if you have a compelling enough message, or not, and or us, or us, sometimes (laughs) we can be sometimes sometimes we can be compelling. There's a couple of people that that tune in on a regular basis. Just. just to hear what we have to say, so you know, and I and I appreciate the hell out of it. Um, but everybody, there, it's available. You have the platforms available That's, to you. I, that is correct. Look at, I mean, look at Facebook now. I mean, look at how much good people can be can do. 
with their uh, with their social media out, uh, outlets where they're recording uh, where they're recording you know they're broadcasting uh, live and, and and yes yes absolutely absolutely I, I mean you you can get on and and it's happened many many times where people are in in uh, bad situations and they flip to their social media and now they're broadcasting to the world and you know that catches fire and people, suddenly you've got half the planet watching you know officer Crumpke you know, do something he shouldn't be doing or whatever the case may be, the the car chase down the 405, whatever it may be. Um, and again, we we have video here. We have, you know, we have our audio thing. We have replays. You go to, you go to our app, and I'm not, I'm not pushing the app right now, but it's set up that you can hear every, our entire archive is up there. The archive that we make available on SoundCloud is available on the app. Our entire video uh, library that we have available is is on there as well. So to you know, look, it's just a question of finding your audience, which mm-hmm. are which are seems to be very very good at avoiding us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're playing hide and seek. <laughs> But people, you know, it's it's funny. People tune in. Uh, you know, we get people to tune in on a regular basis. They'll check in, say hi, like Shaletta does, and right. she'll check. She's getting like she checks in every morning with yes, us now. Yes, she does. Yeah, you know, and um, she—that's uh, a big time radio star. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Oh, she it was. It was kind of funny. I have to laugh at what happened to her. Um, she. Uh, must not have read the memo yesterday about uh, programming, but her show on WCCO radio runs from, I believe it starts at 11 o'clock and she usually runs until one o'clock. Now this is central time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said she, she said she, she'd stay on until one because she had assumed that the twins game, the pregame for the twins game was going to start at uh, 1.30, and then the, the game would start at uh, 2 o'clock. Uh-oh, not, that's not quite how it went down. So she, But anyway, she had per, she'd planned on guests. She had everything all set up and, and like that. And all of a sudden, she got, the, she got the note from, actually, she got it from the guy that was reading the news at the, uh, at the top of the hour, said, yeah, and Twins coverage starts at 12.30 today with the pregame. And she's thinking, uh, huh? Wait a minute! I was planning on going until one thirty. <laughs> so she lost the half hour. Well, she, she's basically yeah. And, but and the thing was, she set up these guests and she right. set up this, right, uh, right. and and now she has to back backpedal and uh, tell these people, "Whoa, wait, wait a minute! I'm not going to be on." And I thought it, it, it was humorous. It's it's you know it's 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 great because she's really into this. She's really into this whole uh, being a part of media, and I wouldn't call I. She she's so wonderful with social media because she reaches out to, she reaches out to people. You know, I, I've told you this before. You know, people who have Twitter and Facebook accounts are kind of one way, you know, one way trains. You know, they'll put their stuff out on on Twitter and never respond to anybody, not even as much as give it a like or give mm-hmm. it a, you know, a whatever. Probably mute, half those things are probably muted when it comes from any outside source. 
But it's... Shalena always seems to take the time to engage on social media. And I wonder how and where she has this. I'm wondering if she doesn't have a have a um, somebody that she's hired on to, to actually respond or respond to tweets in that. But uh, she, she was, I, mean, I, I can count on, on one hand the number of times where if I've asked her a question or, or said something to her on Twitter where she hasn't re- uh, reminded or responded, excuse me, with, uh, if, if nothing else, just a, just a little gift, just a, oh, I got you, you know, okay. Yeah, you, you, I thought you were aware she has two secret clones that help her out with all this stuff. I, I, I think I think that could very well be it. Because but, I get uh, exhausted just looking at her Twitter's, Twitter feed. I'm exhausted. Oh I'm exhausted, <laughs> and, and good for you, Shaletta, good for you. She knows. She knows how to. She knows how to use social media. She really does. Yes, she does. Uh, you get a chance. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to send you the link. It's the cutest thing. Now she's got her. She's got two of her kids that are doing podcasts now too. Um, and it was about. Find, it was so cute. It was. It was age appropriate. Two kids talking about finding. Finding the bear, finding the going going to a, a suburb here where I guess that they had spotted or or found a bear or heard of a bear, mm-hmm. and they uh, they were talking about going to find this bear and, and maybe even making this turning this bear into a friend. So wait a minute, it was, it was just so, it was so, cute. So the two kids are doing it together, not two separate podcasts. Yeah, together. Yeah, the two kids are doing it together. Okay, because we don't need any more competition, John. I know. Well, I've already asked. I've already reached out to uh, Shaletta to see if we could uh, uh, talk. Uh, she could talk her daughter there into doing uh, uh, some writing for our show too. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. I spend an inordinate amount of time producing this show, and uh, how old is this? How old is she? Good Lord, you know, I don't... I, I've Take never a guess. Make up a number. I would, I'm would. i going to guess that she's around eight years old. Oh, she's intellectually way past us, so... Well, maybe maybe really we could nice, use a writer. The the kids uh, are, uh, are on the spectrum, on the autism spectrum. Yes, yes. And um, it's just <clears throat> amazing how... It's amazing how much she's because she and then yeah, but here's the best I here's the here's the best I can do with a script, and this is from last week. I didn't even do one for this week. Good lord! Yeah, we we can tell when you're not dialed in. The cupboard is bare. (laughs) The cupboard is bare this week. Let me tell you what. Much on social media, and you just kind of. Although, I suppose we could, but uh, I suppose we could get into. uh, get into some of the stuff we have here. We have a few video clips here and some of them look like they're kind of entertaining. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's, let's start. <clears throat> you have to, excuse me. I got a little, little something, something going on. It's not Ooh. horrible. Let, let's talk about, since I'm coughing and hacking a little bit here, uh, let's talk about what I did last week last Sunday night. We talked about it on the show. I went and did my sleep study. And, uh, John, you and I haven't talked about this, have we? No. 
Okay. We didn't talk at all. We no. didn't talk at all during the. Uh, no. Other than I think I, I I slipped you a text about uh, about the Dolphins waddling into the playoffs. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. And we'll talk about that in hour two in that giant gaping <laughs> hole. Uh, twenty one weeks, I believe now. Twenty one weeks schedule comes out uh, on the twelfth in ten days. Seventeen games this year. We we get extra football this year. Actually, we get the same amount of weeks, but every team's playing an extra game. So, so I guess right. it is extra football. So anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. So last Sunday, I had to go do a sleep study, and so I waddled my way over there. <laughs> See what I did there? See what I did? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, I don't pay much attention to the to the college ball or the draft or. Uh, uh, that's another. So I got to the place and it was scheduled for seven thirty. And gosh darn it, they didn't let you upstairs until seven thirty. So we get up there. There were I don't know six, seven of us. Chit chatted with the, with the people as we were all waiting. One by one, we were all brought into our rooms. Nice, nice big, big hospital type room. Big, uh, uh, seemed like a queen size bed. Or, or, or a big twin. It was very comfortable. My technician, <clears throat> Janet was her name, couldn't have been nicer. Uh, she pretty much fell for all my stale jokes. And, you know, so, hey. Uh, when she could, each tech has two people that they, that they tend to overnight. John, you've been through this. So, you, so... When it was when she finally came in, and you know there was no rush. There was no rush. I was. Uh, it takes about forty minutes to hook you up, and I never did get a look at myself. I meant to take a picture, and I never did. I didn't even see myself with all the, with all the the stuff all over my head and in my you know my, my nose and microphones and my biggest concern. And I said this to her. I said, just please make sure you get all the sticky stuff off me. <clears throat> Well, we're done. <laughs> we're done here. I came ready for bed, by the way. I showed up ready for bed. Other than my jacket, I was in a t-shirt, sweatpants, and my and my sneakers. All I had to do was just kick off my sneakers, and I was ready to rock and roll. I changed into shorts, but uh, only because they needed access to my legs. And who wouldn't, really? If you've seen my legs, you know. That's, that's some good, good stuff there. So, she takes it takes about forty minutes, give or take, and we're chatting the whole time, and it's very pleasant. Uh, again, putting up with my silliness, uh, and by the time she was done, it was right about ten o'clock or so, and she says, "Well, how long do you plan to, you know, stay stay awake? I, I'm ready now. I, I'm good to go. You know, I'm I'm and so I went to I went to bed." She tucked me. She literally tucked me in, because for oh. well, for for me to reach the covers, I would have had to drag forty pounds of wiring with me, you know. So, so you know, she puts the. Yeah, I get comfortable. Have a good night, you know. Now she had told told me that had, depending on what happened over the course of the night, they would have to put an oxygen thing over my nose, depending on how I was sleeping. And then if that still wasn't working, they would do the whole, the full face mask. So at one point she comes in 
and wakes me up and tells me they have to put the nose fixture on. Okay. A couple hours after that, I get woken up again, and now we got to put the full face mask on, which I was not happy about. I went back to sleep. Apparently, I sleep with my mouth wide open. Uh, but I wasn't, you know, to my knowledge, I wasn't, you know, waking up gasping for air or, or anything like that. And so at this point, I'm still, I got up and I was very upset. No breakfast. And I had asked the night before, I said, what time is breakfast in bed? <laughs> and they just, no swimming pool. What the hell kind of hotel is this? Let me <laughs> let me speak to the to the concierge. What? No concierge? What? What kind of Motel 6 type dump? This is a Motel 5, for God's sake. Anyway, got up in the morning. They came in. They She undid everything. And uh, that was that. I made my way home. And here we sit a week later. Still haven't heard anything from anybody uh, about, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I don't have to wear the, uh, the CPAP machine at night. The main reason, and this, this is going to sound crazy. The main reason is because the electrical setup in my apartment is such that I don't know that I can, if I can plug one more thing in and that's in the room I'm in right now. I mean, I certainly couldn't have it on while, while I've got the studio up and running. All that would have to be shut down. I have one outlet in this room. One. This is a very old building. And I don't have any grounded outlets either. Well, as uh, at least my machine isn't doesn't have a grounded plug, for one thing. Uh, and I think they take up about as much power as your average uh, fan. John, you don't understand how delicate the electrical situation is here. <laughs> Should I be worried about this one of these places? One of these days I'm going to read that this uh, the Radio TFI executive studio is going to go up like a Tinder, just light, just light a match to the uh, Tinder box here and we're... Uh... <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the remake of The Towering Inferno. I guess. By the way, which was based on not one but two books. One was called The Tower and the other one was called Inferno. But they have both similar stories about about fire in a very, very, very tall building. Just, mm-hmm. just thrown out there. So anyway, so that that's been that. Uh, let's see. Let's get everybody caught up on me while we're here. Well, t- t- just let me let me just tell you a couple things. And I, this isn't anything new from what I did what I told you last week. But look, I know you're kicking and screaming as far as a uh, as far as using a CPAP. Machine. I'm screaming. I'm not kicking. Well, close enough. I'll do it. I don't want to. I'll tell you something. Once you have had about a week to sleep with that, and you will be surprised how how restful that sleep is going to be. Dressful now. And, and, any any your little daily naps that you take, and I'm sure when you're, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to kind of catch a napping on the job there when you're, uh, when you're just sitting and waiting for uh, something to happen. It's, it, believe uh, me, it it's not a punitive thing on my job. It's not a punitive thing. 
Gotta love, gotta love the union. Got it. <laughs> got it. One of the strongest unions you'll ever find. Mm-hmm. But once you, once you've had a chance to use this machine, it it you'll you'll wonder how the hell you ever slept without it. Well, I, I I had a similar conversation with the gentleman that was there. We were chatting before we went uh, our separate ways. We were chatting in the lobby, and uh, he was telling me. He's had stents put in and all that, and now they're talking about uh, him having uh, the bypass surgery. And he was—he's back and forth about it. He wasn't—he's not sure he wants to do it. And I said, "My friend, do it. You will—you'll feel amazing. You know, once the recovery's over, you'll—it uh, is all. It, look, I understand. It's for my own good. And of course, I'm gonna—I'm gonna cripe and moan about it because that is what I do, John." Very good. And, yes, and I am very good at it. Yes, you are. Look, if they Indeed. tell me to put it on, I will wear it. I'm not going to not do it. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Okay? It sucks because I, it, it even it sucks in a way because I've gotten so used to, to having it. I've been using a CPAP on and off for over 30 years now. And I, I, I got to tell you that when I go to the, when I go someplace where I know I'm just going to maybe sleep or just spend the night, God damn, do I got to take the, do I have to take the CPAP with me too? It's like, it's almost like having a little bit of a security blanket to tell you the mm. truth. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And I, I really, I really hope that they, it, it'll help, uh, It'll help you get a little bit more rest. It might help you with your... God, I don't uh, need any more rest. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you might... It'll help you get rest when you're scheduled to get rest. By the way, I'm, I'm, we're going to take a break and I need a nap. No. Uh, so anyway, so let me... Let, let's, let's finish up with me because I don't usually talk about me that much. And uh, let's get caught up. Uh, <laughs> for you radio folks, John is sitting there stunned. Am I tuned in? Am I, wait a minute. Did I come into the right studio here? Just hold, hold on. Is this, is this Ed? No, I, no, Ted. Okay. It's Ted. Oh, there, therein lies the problem. It, it's okay. it's Don and Ted. You you, you may oh, have wandered yeah. into the wrong place. So I get uh, anyway, uh, I'm going back to work tomorrow. Well, tomorrow I go get my my COVID test. And uh, so I'll be starting work up again Tuesday. It looks like this will be, from what I'm being told, uh, looks like I'll be on this job through the summer, through September. So that's that's good to know. Uh, I've been off now. I've only worked about three and a half weeks all year um, because of various, well, the weather and blah, blah, blah. So we're getting back to work. Also... Uh, for those of you who have been long-time paying attentioners of this broadcast, uh, I've talked about a court case that I have going on uh, very, very quickly. Uh, back in the day when I was driving for the dark side, somebody left a phone in my vehicle. Uh, as I was getting out of the, the van at my house, I heard a faint ringing in the back, made the disastrous mistake of answering the finding the phone. I answered it. Uh, hysterical girl cursing, swearing, blah blah blah. 
okay, I'll turn it into Uber and you can, you know. A guy gets on the phone. They're all drunk, by the way. I'll give you $100 to bring it back. Okay, well, I can't pass up 100 bucks cash, especially at that time of my life. I was go down there. Long story short, uh, the girls pay me. I give him the phone. He sneaks up from behind me. I was in a friend's vehicle uh, and started wailing all over me. So I filed a report. It took a while to find him. Then COVID hit. Uh, so it's been, I did a, par- a partial deposition about two months ago. It's been dragging out. Finally, on my third state's attorney, uh, I'm all for... The guy's got no record. And I've been told by every attorney I've spoken to with the state, it's unlikely he's going to get jail time. It's highly unlikely. Even if he did, it's a misdemeanor battery. He would get a year, if that. Okay. So, finally, this this new ASA says to me the other day, well, here's, here's a couple of options. There was a plea off... He presents a plea offer to me, and then this other option where uh, this this jerk has got six months to complete a program. It's, he's got to take anger management courses. And one of the things that's kept me going through this whole thing is the fact that he's had to pay for an attorney the whole time. And I said this right from the beginning. I don't care how long this drags out because it ain't costing me a penny. It's not costing me a dime. So it took it took a little prodding, but I finally gave in to it. I, I agreed to it. And, and, and I'm not going to lie. What I told the attorney was, look, I, I, my ego is in the way right now. Because, because when this guy whooped up on me, I was belted into, a, into the passenger seat of a friend's vehicle. Okay, I didn't have a chance to, to go back at him. Believe me, I would, I would love five minutes in a room with this clown. With a bat and a gun and a knife and two other guys holding him down. But just five minutes. So the fact that, you know, he's been paying for an attorney all along. And it's going to cost him more money down the line. If he completes the the program, and the name of it is escaping me at the moment, then the case will be dismissed. It will not show up on his record, I believe. The fact that he's been arrested for it will show up. So I I relented. Uh, he and I just, okay. There there was a plea offer where he the, the attorney said to me, "Well, we can go in. We can offer him twelve months probation and yada yada." He says, "But but likely his attorney won't take that." He'll, he'll say set it for trial, which again is good for me. I just have to cost the guy an extra couple of grand. You know, I'm good with that. That's why I, I'm in I'm in revenge mode right now. I know this guy's not going to jail. So anyway, so I agreed to that. Uh, so presuming that they accept the offer, he'll have six months to complete everything he's got to complete, which includes an apology letter to me. Oh, and I can't wait, kids and kittens, for that one. I can't well, wait. Well, an apology letter and say a check for about, oh, let's say a thousand bucks. Just mm. Can't ask for that. 
Why not? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I hate. I'm that. I'm sorry. At this point in time, you've cost. You know. For you were nice enough. You were nice enough to bring the damn phone back. The well, fact that he offered. The fact that he offered you. He, right. He offered you. Right. A hundred. Oh, the phone oh. By the he way, did get your bucks for the deal? Did you not? Uh, actually, it was 115. Uh, <laughs> they gave me a wad of cash. By the oh, way, okay. all of that conversation was recorded on my dash cam. Kids and kittens, get a dash cam. Oh, absolutely. The entire, every conversation from when they called me on the phone, because I put it all on speaker, was picked up by the dash cam. There's no video to speak of because it was dark and the video didn't matter. But I have every second of it on. I have it recorded. I sent that to uh, the state. That's why they charged him. That is why that. Unfortunately, I didn't have video of the actual attack. I thought I did because I was in a, a friend's cab, and the. Uh, but unfortunately, the camera didn't go off. Um. So I don't have that, but I also have him on recorded, confessing to it, admitting to it, mm-hmm. because I called him the next day and I recorded everything, just like we record. Oh, damn, we're supposed to record here, aren't we? Nah, just teasing, we're recording. But I recorded him, and I told him, you know, look, we're being reco- you're being recorded right now. Do you, do you consent to that? And it took a little while, and we had a discussion about, oh, Ed, well, what can we do to make this go away? I said, well, what would you like to do? Well, I don't know. How many bets do you have? Well, I, I purposely did not say anything like that because I didn't want this to blow back up in my face. Down the no, I, you're right. It's, it's, I'm just talking from my angry white man uh, oh, no, perspective. No, no. Make no mistake about it. They're, they're a, a, a stack of neatly uh, neat, neatly placed uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin's would have gone a long uh-huh. way. Would have gone oh, a yeah. long way. Because at this point, this was the day after, and I hadn't gone to the police yet. Although I told him in no uncertain terms, I said, I'm going to the police. You can You can rest assured. I said, we will find you. I have your name. I have everything, you know, that I need. And, oh, oh, I'd appreciate it if you didn't do that, blah, blah, blah. He says, how about we meet? Long story short, and I had a tra- I transcribed the whole call, and uh, he blew me off on the meet. I said, fine, send him a text message on my way to Lauderdale PD to file a, file a report. See ya. Yeah, there you go. Never heard from him again. See, see, when somebody is that obnoxious, and I don't use alcohol. You said they were pretty drunked up, but I don't use alcohol for a minute as a reason or as an no. excuse I'm, to for that. Because, quite frankly, Ed, i got to tell you, I've done my share of drinking in my sure, life. Sure, so have I. I. I have always been a happy drunk. Let me, I have never... Let Never me, once started a fight because I've been drinking. Let, let me let me tell you something. So this attorney, the state's attorney that I'm talking to, as we're in the in the midst of this conversation, he says, "Well, you got to remember." And the guy was drunk too. I said, "No, no, no. You stop right there. Drunk is not a reason. It's not an excuse. Believe you me. I I carted enough drunks around over the years. Okay, 
And I've carted enough people who get big brass balls. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Say inst- that fast three times. Uh, instant courage just to add alcohol. Believe you me, it's not the first time I've been whacked in the head by somebody because they were drunk and they were, you know, big and bad. And, you know, look, some good things have happened while people were drunk and some not so good. You know, it, 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 it goes both ways, so to speak, like other people I know, but we won't go there. And, and but no, I refuse to accept that as look, whenever I did stupid stuff and I had been known to do, you know, some minor silly stuff, seriously, nothing major. I was not, I was, I'm a happy drunk as well. And, uh, well, look, I've said some stupid things and, you know, okay, look, I, I, but I never fell back on the, uh, okay. I had been drinking was an explanation of my state of mind, but it's not an excuse. That may be the reason I said it, but it doesn't excuse it. And I don't buy, I was drunk as that's not going to, that's not going to absolve you of whatever it is you did. So I, I have not spoken to this gentleman since that night since the night after and keep in mind uh his one of the two female friends there's another gentleman on the original right he's not part of this at all he was long since gone but some one of them called the dark side and uh had my account had my account deactivated you know the old oh he was drunk he did this he did that you know what uber customers do they they just flat out lie you know to get a free ride and uh you know that has ticked me off to no end i eventually got back on the platform but it's still the the gall you offered me a reward to bring this this phone that you dropped to return it to you and I was done for the night. I was literally in my driveway. I was literally in my driveway. Just about an, another 30 seconds goes by and I'm in the apartment. And I don't even know the phone's there until the next day. Uh, my Once I realized who it belonged to, I'm not going to lie, because they were assholes when I picked them up. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought about, because I thought about just taking the phone and tossing it in the intercoastal waterway. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. That was my original thought. I did. Yeah. I I denied it. I when they first called, I said, "Oh no, I found it on the street." Yeah, I uh, I got to I got to tell you, I it's one of the reasons why when I was when I did take my little tour into the dark side, I basically blended it in to what I was doing with the company. I I was also uh, I do a little bit on the weekends during the day. I did I wanted nothing to do with that night crowd because right. Well, keep, I, I, all right. First off, this wasn't the night crowd. I picked them up in the afternoon. They were day drinkers. Really? Oh yeah, John. It happens. Oh, I, I thought you were working night. My bad. No, my bad. I no. It all happened. It all started up about by about nine o'clock. I was done with it because I was having such a crap day. No, was, maybe it was like more like four o'clock that I picked them up. But okay, and it was still daylight out. Look, they they were out day drinking. Uh, you know, it happens. Fort Lauderdale it was that time. Of, you know, it's a Saturday. It happens. I've done it myself. That I had, you know. So, uh, look, I've dealt with drunks before. My God, I did thirty plus years of nights. Uh, 
I know what it's like. And uh, and again, the dash cam. This this the dash cam is what dash cam is what put this all together. Uh, kids and kittens, even for your personal vehicle, get a dash cam. You can buy them really cheap, really cheap. And you don't once you put it up there. You don't ever have to deal with it again until you need it. And trust me, you will be so glad you spent 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is money well Money, money well, well spent. Money well spent. It has it has helped me a couple of times already, have, having my own dash cam. Uh, and most of them now, the one I have, there's an app. I can watch the video on my tablet or on my phone. I don't have to pull down the device. It has Bluetooth. Nice. So you can do everything from your tablet, from your uh, from your phone. We just lost John there. Uh, he'll be back. But, oh, yeah. Oh, without question. You uh, Get yourself a dash cam because uh, I've had a couple of the, uh, he said this, oh, really? Here you go. Let me let me show you how wrong you are. And there he is, the lovely and talented and butterfinger John Shannon. <laughs> Emphasis on butterfinger. <laughs> so anyway, yes, get a dash cam. Uh, make sure you get one that looks out and in. Uh, whether whether or not you're in transportation or not, it doesn't matter because things can happen in the car. You may be at a traffic stop with a police officer. And the camera that's facing in is going to pick up the entire conversation. You can turn the camera so that it's looking out your driver's side window. And maybe nothing goes wrong. That's fine. That's great. But at least get the audio. And you have your version of it. They're supposed to be wearing a body cam. There's no reason you shouldn't look. This is the day and age. Everybody's on. Uh, everybody's, everybody's recording on it. Camera. That's right. To, to walk outside with the expectation. To get upset because some somebody, uh, I I find it hilarious how everyday people on the street are like, no no no, you can't take my picture, no no no, and they're blocking their face and they're, what are you what are you in the in the witness protection program? You're on a public street for goodness sake. There's camera. There's a thousand cameras around you, but they all act like like the FBI is watching in right now, and they're gonna come pick them up for something. No no no, I can't have my picture. Why not? If I took the picture from 50 feet away and you're in the background, you'd never know I took it. Lord knows how many pictures I'm in in the background. There's no telling that you're unaware of that we're taking. Exactly. 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428 is the number if you want to jump in on this conversation. If you're listening to this on... uh, on uh, Memorex, you can uh, you can leave a call and leave a message or send a text to where the opportunities are endless as far as leaving leaving us a note telling us how, what you think. We'll even we'll even address your thoughts uh, if you uh, if you so desire. And tell you what, let's uh, let's clean up this last seven or eight minutes or so with a few little odds and ends here that. Uh, can it, I've collected during the week. Go oh, ahead. What were you say? Can I do Jim Acosta? Oh, do yeah. Go ahead. Go All ahead right, and so, lead us. So, so earlier this week, uh, somebody at Fox News picked on 
picked up a piece of information and attributed it to President Biden. Essentially, uh, Fox went went berserk with the news that Biden's going to cut meat production and uh, you'll only be allowed one hamburger a month and uh, 90%. They just flat out made up a story. I have a, a, little, a little piece of information that had nothing to do with, with Biden's plan. Nothing. Fox eventually actually admitted on air that we uh, that they were full of beans. Uh, in reporting this story, this is Jim Acosta of CNN, who was one of one of the uh, previous administration's all-time favorites. Here's Jim Acosta from the other day referring to the Fox story. But the damage was done, pumped out over the airwaves at the bullshit factory, also known as Fox News. <laughs> gotta love it. That now that was actually on the air at CNN, and if you're not seeing the video, which as always is is on the website radiotfi.com, Acosta is Acosta is dead serious. He's not he's not doing a bit. He's not he's not shooting for ratings. This is this is the BS factory. And look, this is a better late than never. But it's good to see. The other media outlets start calling Fox out for all this nonsense. You know, they literally making stuff up out of whole cloth. You talk about fake news. Fox, or faux news, F-A-U-X, as some people like to call it. But, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite clips of the week. Uh. <laughs> so, speaking about uh, the federal government banning uh, things... There's a story that came out, I saw it on the Hill, that they're unveiling a plan to ban menthol cigarettes and yeah, also buddy. cigars. Yes. So, so I was about ready to jump. I, I was about ready to jump on the old uh, uh, train here and start raging about this. Uh, that, okay, if you're going to ban cigarette, if you're going to ban tobacco products, just 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 ban it all. I mean, let's just let's stop beating around the bush. Uh, some people uh, enjoy uh, a menthol cigarette. You know, if it, look, I, I I've never smoked a day in my life, Ed, but I, I got to tell you that some of the some of the things that smokers go through. This whole idea that you know, okay, now I understand you can't smoke in in a room in a closed room. I get that you can't smoke in a, in a closed arena but for the same damn reason that uh, the covid is a whole lot less dangerous when you're outside damn it if you want to have a cigarette outside that's that is that's that's you and i i, I feel that the smokers have been bastardized for uh, quite a while you know i remember back when back when i was living in wichita falls texas uh, for or with with Bill, as a matter of fact, it was uh, we were all bowling on us on a uh, on a uh, a league there, and they had the answer for smokers there. They had what I affectionately called the gas chamber. They had a mm, a yeah. small a small room about five by seven. Oh, I've been in those. Everybody that wants a cigarette, that's uh, that's where that's where they smoked. Yeah, that's uh, I've been in one of those. I, Oh, I experienced that in the Atlanta airport. Let me tell you. Oh, boy. Uh, look, as a... You need to light up. All you need to do is just... Inhale. In, yeah, inhale. Exactly. 
Now, as a as a 40-year smoker, who has, as I like to say, I have the scar to prove it. Uh, look, menthols are a tough thing. I smoked menthols for years. And uh, the first time you inhale a cool, oh my God, it is literally somebody hitting you in the chest with a sledgehammer. I was a teenager the first time I tried a cool. Uh, that uh, was cool. Man. Yeah, I, I personally, I'm at the point now where I, I, you know, I was like this. I was of this mind before I quit. <clears throat> uh, ban it all. Look, John, nicotine is probably the most addictive drug on the planet. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how difficult it is. Look, there's a lot of people that are able to put put it down quick, cold turkey, and that's the end of it. And I applaud them. I had to use the prescription drugs to do it. I tried everything. It's not easy for everybody to and and it's there's no there's no benefit to smoking at all. None. There's no uh Look, I agree with you. I don't well you you smoke outside, you smoke away from other people. That's we now know the horrible effects of secondhand smoke. And uh you know, I, I remember the first time I heard that you couldn't, uh, Oakland, Oakland, California, the old Oakland Coliseum where the A's played was the first stadium I was aware of that banned smoking in the stands. I remember thinking, that's ridiculous. You're outdoors. But as time has gone on, I realized if I'm sitting next to somebody that's smoking, I'm still <laughs> getting the effect. You're in a packed stadium. You're still getting it. Not to mention the millions of cigarette butts that are left, because smokers, we believe the entire world is an ashtray. Oh yeah, that that I that I totally we uh, uh, flick it anywhere. It's okay. It's on the ground. It's fine. I once had somebody at a party in one of my old apartments put a cigarette out on my apartment floor. I was like, dude, and uh, I but, can't tell you how many times back when I used to allow smoking in the cab. Up to how many people, how many times people would uh, forget the fact I had empty ashtrays. Now we're just going to put the damn cigarette on the floor of the cab. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, uh, but uh, again, I, 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 well, look, I quit years ago. Uh, would I be unhappy if they banned cigarettes altogether? No. But I know some people would have a hard time with it. But as far as the menthol goes, menthol's tough on you, man. It's, it, it doesn't, it does a worse number on you than regular cigarettes look the fact that they were able to get this passed at all is a minor miracle because the tobacco industry still uh is still up there duking it out yeah they're almost they're almost at nra status so we uh sometimes even better sometimes even better like i said i was getting ready to unload on them but uh I, i i i did a little reading a matter of fact just before we went on the air I did a little reading about that, and uh, it is, uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's a little tough on the lungs there, and other parts. All right, well, we'll be back here in just a few shades, so you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFN.
You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. He's free as a breeze, he's always at ease. He lives in the jungle, hangs by his knees, and swings through the trees without a trapeze in his BVD. He got a union card and he's practicing hard to play the guitar. Gonna be a big star. Yeah, it's gonna go far. Carry moonbeams home in a jar. He ordered Jets guitar course COD. Makes A, E, working on B, Dig C, and W, and R, and B. And me and the chimpanzee agree that one day soon he'll be a celebrity. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Guitar thing. He's a guitar man.
there from Facebook uh, after that one. I'm sure we'll, we've violated copyrights in Iran and a few other places again. <laughs> Iran, North Korea. Uh, we hit all the hot spots when we violate the copyrights. Yes, we do. Hi, welcome back here. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Uh, once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I just watched two huge crows just fly by. By the way, and they they were doing they were doing the uh, the the buzz the tower uh, routine there for sure. Okay. <sighs> That's how interested you were in that. Uh, anyways, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon from the Radio TFI Executive Tower. Where we definitely we're gonna have to check the wiring in the joint now. <laughs> it is the one, the only Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. And good morning again, all you uh, wild and crazy kids and kittens. As uh, as we've said before, we trust you've had a wonderful week. Thanks for sticking with us through this. That was the incomparable Ray Stevens that took us through the break with uh, Guitar Zan, one of my favorite tunes. Uh, just as a song itself, I like the beat. It just it's peppy, and he gets all these cool rhymes in there, and uh, you know, it's just a fun, fun tune. I'm sorry. You can't beat. You can't when it comes to a Ray Stevens song, though. You can't beat the streak. Yeah, but everything is beautiful in its own way. Yeah, all that too. A, a definite, uh, a definite change of pace for him as far as music goes. Jesus loves the little children, all little children of the world. They are yellow, and, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. That's uh, Ray Stevens, and, and that was the Catholic uh, Church's uh, motto when uh, the, the stuff that was going on back uh, back no, no. in the day. No, 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 no. They're, the Catholic Church's motto is altering boys since the 5th century. Yeah, there you go. Moving exactly. on. Moving on. 754 chat, 754-800-2428. Uh, call, send a message. If you're on the uh, streaming network, you can send a message that way as well. Carry a pigeons, uh, whatever you got. Exactly, exactly. Rudy. Rudy, 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 Rudy. America's mayor. America's mayor. Rudy. And I don't mean Rudy Valley. I don't mean uh, Rudy Huxtable. I don't mean Rudy from the uh, the from the, uh, the Notre Dame movie. Uh, I don't mean Rudy Geller. You don't Rudy. Mean Rudy from the, from the Fat Albert cartoon. I don't remember Rudy, but no, I don't mean I don't mean them either, him either, her either, whoever they were. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Rudy got raided. Rudy got raided. Uh, now, is he smart enough to realize, unless he has a pocket pardon, which mm, people don't seem to aren't buying into that. Uh, you, you know, at some point, Trump's going to come out and say, 
Rudy who? Oh yeah, he he got coffee for me once. Trump's going to throw him under the bus as well. Mm-hmm. And that, and now does Rudy have and even Rudy's got to see that's going to happen. He's watched everybody else get thrown under the bus. Go to jail and whatnot. And uh this is going to be good. This is going to play out deliciously. I was watching uh, an interview with Michael Cohen, uh, the last personal attorney for Donald Trump that uh, trusted Trump would do the right thing. (laughs) Boy, Michael Cohen, he doesn't hold back on Trump. (laughs) Oh, no. No. Oh, no, 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 no. He, uh, uh uh-uh. Apparently, apparently uh, uh, Cohen came on CNN and uh, basically predicted that Rudy that Rudy Giuliani will flip on Trump. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have video have video of that, do we, by chance? No, but we do have uh, Andrew Giuliani, his uh, his boy genius son. Speaking to the uh, uh, the the old uh, money bunny Aaron Burnett on CNN, uh, let's take a listen to this, kids and kittens. The Attorney General, we have seen the Justice Department continually get politicized, and what I've seen now is you have an Obama-appointed judge who has signed this warrant where no other judge would sign this warrant. I think you're going to see tonight exactly how absurd this was. You you have proof that no other judge would sign the warrant. I don't have any proof, but do you have proof that any other judge would sign the warrant? Well, I I do have a faith in our system, why, and I trust the would, Trump judges why would, why who turn who, the Trump judges who turned down uh, effort after effort by your father and the president to overturn election results in states across this country. Many of those were Trump appointed judges. I I read over two two hundred affidavits. That's all I will say about. Zing! <laughs> she nailed him. She nailed him. You know, th- this is the thing with 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 these people. Oh well, it was an Obama-appointed judge. So what? Look, look, and she nailed them. You know, I had faith in uh, the Trump-appointed judges, and look, they wouldn't. You know. Yeah. You, if you want to see something on this kid, Andrew Giuliani, search on YouTube for the day Rudy Giuliani was inaugurated as mayor of New York, his first inauguration. He was about eight years old at the time. Uh, you, you, this kid this kid was in love with the camera oh it's hilarious to watch it was hilarious at the time it's hilarious now um <laughs> but yeah rudy uh we, we have video of it uh, it's, it's a quick one he's talking about the his his things being in the iCloud and the more the, the key to this piece of video is I mean, you hear the audio, but at one point, Rudy points up as if the iCloud is an actual cloud. <laughs> I'll play it. I'll, I'll, I'll play it for the for the uh, video audience. The, the audio audience, that's what's happening here. It's a quick eight seconds. I've had it for two years, and I haven't destroyed it. And they also got it from the iCloud. So uh, there was no... There- yeah, there's Rudy pointing up to the iCloud as if. And what you can't hear also is is that you even look like you have Tucker Carlson kind of baffled when he said that. That's Tucker Carlson's usual face. He, he, well, 
He looks like he just pooped his pants. <laughs> yes, good old Tucker Carlson. Now, well, there's uh, there there. We can do an hour long story or show just on him alone, and we will not. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing: is is with with Limbaugh gone now? You know, him and Hannity and a few other crackpots are all aiming for that uh, for that spot to be the. No, they're not. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. They they all want to to have that golden spot uh, where where Limbaugh was. Uh, oh oh oh! I I'm sorry, I misunderstood what you were saying. Yeah, they want to be they want to be that number one voice in uh, right wing America's head. Exactly, and uh, you know, piling it full of uh, flat out lies and nonsense, and uh, uh, it's just unfortunate. Uh, and again, for those of you, well, if you're listening to us, I'm pretty confident you're not watching Fox Primetime. But keep in mind, uh, their primetime lineup is just opinion people, and they say that. Yeah, we don't, you know, we don't claim that anything that they say is true or accurate or newsworthy or whatever and uh tucker carlson apparently has no qualms with just making stuff up at a at a whole cloth we talked about it earlier with uh with, with the one hamburger a month nonsense that they were peddling last week the problem they have is that they can't find anything to run with on joe biden unlike trump who gave us something three four five times a day right you know uh, look, Biden's just humming along, singing a song. You don't hear from him. That's right, because he's doing his job. Exactly. He doesn't need, the president does not need to be out there every second of every day. Putting, you know, Biden's trying to save lives here. If you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, please go out and get it. Uh, even if they are putting nanochips in there, so what? Nobody's that interested in you. Well, it, it, the thing the thing is so funny now uh, I saw on here where Trump's planning to have another uh, MAGA rally oh, please and, and what I find humorous about that is is you're gonna you have to believe that about 80 percent if not more of attendees to this rally aren't going to be vaccinated probably won't be wearing masks they're going yeah. to probably f- Go to someplace in Florida, like Raymond James Stadium, or or something like that, and have this huge outdoor rally. And hey, let them all go. I call it thin in the herd, as far as I'm concerned. Well, let me, make sure you're not. Make sure you're not vaccinated. Make sure you're yeah. not wearing a mask. Well, yeah. he, here's something from last week that I never got to, but it's still relevant to what we're talking about. This was a tweet from Kyle Griffin. At Kyle Griffin one. The city of Albuquerque has referred the Trump campaign to a collection agency. The city, right. is, the city is seeking approximately $200,000 following Trump's rally in Rio Rancho in 2019. And it's not the only city that's still trying to collect from the Trump campaign. Uh, I don't think... Minneapolis, Minneapolis is still trying to collect yep. from Yep, so you're going to be... It's going to be... They're going to be hard-pressed. And, and remember, there's still inauguration money that is completely unaccounted for. They raised about $107 million, and Obama's inauguration didn't cost half that. And he had a whole lot more people. A whole lot more people. Uh, So, you know, look, the jail terms are going to be coming down. Uh, 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, by the way, just something else that I was I had for last week, and I just want to get it out there. This is from Travis Akers, at Travis Akers. I was shocked to learn that not a single bill introduced by Representative Jim Jordan has been passed in Congress. This is his 14th year in the House of Representatives. Four? Oh, Jesus. Yep. 14 years. Hasn't had one bill passed. So, in other words, all he really has done to gone to Congress for is just to be a mouthpiece, in other words. He just... And- just for the sake of being there type thing right and uh and uh, not wearing a jacket yeah apparently he only has one and he doesn't like to wear it out you know uh i don't have any well, i don't have any information but uh let's see matt gates squirm out of this one. Oh, that's right i saw that uh uh he was called what was that he had somebody else that was uh uh, in his uh, corner of friends or circle of friends, has basically uh, uh, ratted him out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, this will this will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, although they are using the disclaimer, the fact that well, they thought they were, they they thought they were over the over age or over the legal age or doesn't, whatever doesn't matter. Look, you know, but an officer, she looked eighteen. Well, guess what? Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe you shouldn't be engaging in that type of behavior to begin with. Uh, uh, you know, when in doubt. Look, look. Matt Gates is under the impression that he's like his hero, Trump. He's untouchable. And oh this, yeah. And this is what Trump has brought us: is is uh, members of the Republican Party that see no they can pretty much do anything without any repercussions you know and remember it was the republicans that let him get away with everything so this is where we are right now uh people just believe they can do what they want when they want uh, and matt gates is one of them and he's uh, one of the biggest purveyors of it uh, i i have to i have to laugh though uh when it comes to uh, when it comes to guys like Matt Gates and a few others that have got who have uh, gone gone after uh, uh, Elizabeth uh, Cheney, yeah, I have to laugh. Is you realize who you're messing with there? You're, you you do realize who it is you're messing with. A, a certain uh, certain former vice president comes to mind there, and they. <laughs> He <laughs> start messing with family there. The the other thing that really burns me about the whole Liz Cheney situation is this. Is that now the Republican Party is well, if you don't think like us, we're going to we're going to punish you. I mean, where is the right to free speech? She's an elected official in this country. She now her constituents may vote her out. They may not like what she's saying. And as a as a as a senator, you may not like what she's saying, or Congress, or whatever the hell she's in. But to censure her, to all of you to run into the room and go, "Oh, she was mean to us," you know, she's entitled to her opinion, just like you're entitled to yours. You're entitled to believe whatever silliness is being propagated these days. Uh. uh 
let's. Uh, I I, I want to play a quick uh, Chip Franklin. We haven't heard from him today. Let's uh, let's see what he's got to say for us. Masters are for the guilty. They're signifiers of shame and submission. Fox News has an interesting business plan. It's called Tune In and Die. Zero people in the United States of America have died from the coronavirus. Look, there's still a pandemic. If you're not vaccinated, you can still die. Ask the 5,000 people who died last week. All President Trump's fault. Ask India, whose crematoriums can't keep up with the demand. Only Klansmen and armed robbers wore masks. We wear masks in public around people we don't know because we don't know. Variants can still make you sick. So the next time you see someone in a mask, do not hesitate. Ask firmly would you please take off your mask this doughy faced bum squat wants to attack people for wearing masks no reason for you to be wearing it not that he would do the attacking <laughs> not because he gives a damn either tucker sean laura ingram are all fully vaccinated but they pretend to be rebels against the man let's not forget they're really multi-millionaire racists think about this leading a pack of grunt knuckles into sickness and harm all for ratings hey fox news you want to hear my business plan go frank yourself something like that Goddamn right what happens next winning <laughs> Chip Franklin. You know, who we haven't heard from in a couple of weeks is Oberman. He hasn't done any uh, no. of his lately. I would, I, and I've, I've been looking. I've actually got notifications set up for yeah. what, when he posts something on Twitter. Fear not. Fear not. He'll be back at some point. Uh, I sure hope so. To be quite honest, I expected a lot of this now that Trump is gone. I mean, again, there was stuff. Vitriol could be spewed on a daily basis I, I i i mean there was so much there was so much you you couldn't keep up uh at times now yeah. not so much again we have we're back to a very boring president which is what we need i need a guy who, who's in there i watched i watched his uh his speech the other night and uh he tripped over his own tongue a couple of times but you know what? I'm okay with that. He's 70, was it 78? 78 yeah. years old. He's uh he's a lifelong stutterer. I I know it's just overcome something that uh that is, is can be quite embarrassing and you know if people don't understand what's going on they but, have to speak in public it's he's really uh But what he doesn't have is malice. Okay? There's no intent exactly. to defraud there. He's trying to get things done. And by the way, speaking of a Biden, it, if Hunter Biden's laptop was all so important to bringing down the whole Biden crime family, as as they like to say, why does Rudy Giuliani have it? He claimed he had it in, in his apartment. Why would you have it? Why Why is it all this time? And I'm not the first person to pose this question. All this proof we have of everything, this silliness in Arizona, uh, 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 what's the the the, the bald head ninja or whatever they they were calling themselves, are, are grabbing two million ballots to recount. It's everything's been counted. Everything's done. Everything's done. Uh, but there's never any proof. There's never any. Oh, and they wouldn't let any media in either. But uh, we keep hearing about proof of this, proof of that. Uh, I watched Mike Lindell on, on Jimmy Kimmel this past week. Did you watch that? I did. I want to get video from that. You want to watch the whole show. Watch, watch I the... I will have to go back, go in and check that out. I, let, I wanted to, just didn't have a chance. Listen to what I'm telling you here. You watch the monologue. You can skip the other guests. And then watch the Lindell 
segment. It is funny. It is to the point. You know, like Jimmy Kimmel, first and foremost, is a comedian, but he he doesn't pull punches when it comes to it. He went oh. he went straight at him. Uh, you know, and honestly, he realizes who he's who he's talking to. Uh, but but there's a surprise at the end of that segment. But it helps to watch the beginning of the show. Right. And uh, trust me, it, it's it's well worth it. It is it is well worth it. But look, L- Lindell is another one. He's been pushing all these theories. Well, we've got the proof. Where? Where is the proof? <laughs> Just show it. Stop, stop going on and on and on and on about you have it. And just yeah. show it. We're taking yeah, it well. to the we're taking it to the Supreme Court. No, you're not. You just don't walk into the Supreme Court. That's not how this is done. Well, <sighs> he, he's really just proving himself to be a complete and utter idiot. Unfortunately, yeah. If here's a multimillionaire, bazillionaire, whatever his financial, uh, where he stands financially, and it's a shame because he he was a, a success story, you know, a, a crack addict who managed to uh, uh, do well for himself. And, mm-hmm. uh, and good for him. It's just a shame that he had to all of a sudden fall off the deep end here. Right, right. Uh, it's one thing to have your opinions, which, you know, even if I don't disagree with them, you're more than welcome to have them. But yeah. to, but to go on and on enough with the I have proof show the proof okay yeah. you, you, this is not going to be turned over we're not in July going to say oops there was a mistake Donald Trump you were really president it's not going to happen everything's been counted recounted retabulated and accounted you know it, it's done we are where we are okay. No one is saying that there was that there's never going to be an isolated case here or there. And by the way, so far all the voter fraud they found, the little bit of it, it was all for Trump. It was yeah, it was it was people voting for their dead parents using, you know, you it's all been Trump people. I haven't heard of one yet where but, you know, Biden benefited by and besides that, you'd have to turn over millions and millions and millions of votes exactly to uh you know to make something of that and again it's just not there but you notice that they're not rampaging in the states that they won and saying well we need to re no if you're going to recount you recount everything every single ballot every, every single ballot and up and down the ballot while you're at it that's right that's right because it's still i hold the opinion you're telling me that the ballot needs to be redone because they didn't vote for Trump, but even though they went Republican down the line. But that part of the ballot's okay. I say we throw the entire ballot out and and see what happens as far as uh, the House and the Senate goes. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, listen, I, get, I do want to get into this uh, discussion that... Uh, because I think it's I think it's important, and and again I'm going by we're kind of doing an emergency bat turn here, but uh, emergency bat. Turn. 
You said it. Thank you very much. Appreciate. I do appreciate that. So once again, I was uh, I was listening to Shaletta, and she had a guest on. Apparently, she wrote a piece in the Star Tribune about why it is important to have the conversation about race with your with your children, and it's it's very important. Apparently, one second, John. In all seriousness, if anybody's stumbling across this the audio portion of this down the line in the future. Just to be clear, neither uh-huh. John nor I are African-American. We have no experience being African-American. We do not have children that are African-American. Just to... Well, I'm going I'm, I'm to drop a bomb on you right here and now. Uh-oh, you were born a poor poor black child. I know, and I mean this in all, all seriousness. Um... Now, of course, you only know me. You've only known me for four years, a little over four years. That's right. So, so you only the only person in my life that you know about is Granny Annie. That is correct. I also, I have been married before. Okay. Uh, married and divorced and actually have uh, uh, two children from this particular marriage. All right. These are children I don't have, I'm not much in contact with. For one thing... Uh, the, um, uh, the the man that she uh, married afterwards wanted to adopt the kids. I, at, unfortunately, was in the point, at a point in time in my life where I, I said, well, he'd probably be a better provider than I would be. So I let, went, in, went ahead and let him do it. I gave up my parental rights. So thus, I haven't had a whole lot of contact with those, with those kids. Well, my older daughter from this uh, uh, from this marriage she's actually over 30 uh, has two kids of her own and both of them are mixed race children so in essence yes I do have two uh, two mixed race uh, grandchildren all right fair enough so yeah uh, I, I just wanted to I just wanted to put that out there when you said that we don't have black children or anything like that. All right. Well, you know, look, I was basing that on information I had a minute and a mm-hmm. half ago. Understandable. Totally understandable. I, I just... I, I'm part schnauzer myself, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> I thought you were that, that, that dog that always liked to, the first thing they do is they, when they go to Greeches, the first thing they do is stick your stick their snoot right, right in the ball sack. <laughs> that, that's only on holidays. Oh, okay. Again, I'm only anyway, part. I'm only part schnauzer. So, I wanted to take that story one one step further, if if I could, from again what Shaletta and her guests were talking about, because they were talking primarily about African American children and teaching African American children about race. I think that it is. Uh, I think it is just as important, maybe if not more so important, that you, if you have little white children, to teach them about race. And I'm going to talk. And, and now, this is something I don't know how much your parents talked to you about race when you were a kid, if at all. Well, again, bearing in mind that I was a kid in the '60s and '70s, and mm-hmm. you know, when I was a small child. You know, we used all those words. Uh, then nobody thought twice of it. Uh, 
so there was no race talk. I mean, we had we had uh, some people of other nationalities in our neighborhood, but for the most part, everybody I knew was either Irish, Italian, a mix of that, or Puerto Rican, and some kind of mix of that. Uh, because New York City has more Puerto Ricans in it than Puerto Rico itself. That's that's an actual fact, or at least it used to be. Uh, while in my in my school, uh, I think we had in my grade. What do we have? We have one or two. One black kid for sure, and I've talked about him, Randy. Uh, oh, who was the the wrestler? Uh, Brazil, Randy Brazil, Bobo okay. Brazil's boy. Uh, we we had a fa- fair amount of uh, Puerto Rican and Hispanic guys. Uh, we even had one from uh, where was it? A reef was from Pakistan, I believe. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, and uh, you know his parents sent him to the school, and you know we're sitting, you know sitting around yakking, and he says, you know somebody asked him, how hey Arif, how come you're not in church on Sunday? He says we're not Catholic. He says, I don't even know why I'm going to this school. <laughs> but, you know, well, they were Muslim, I believe. And uh, so we had a little well, bit of a mix. We, have a, we had a little bit of a mix, but not not a true, you know, look, most of the guys I went to school with were me, you know. So, well, let me, now let me pass on some some memories here for you and it's it's funny the things that you remember in in childhood i can there are times i can't remember what i had for breakfast but i can still remember things from my childhood and one of my first uh, that i remember encounters with black people uh, was in an apartment building we lived in and i hadn't even reached kindergarten age yet and uh, my parents were they, they were, got their nose involved in a domestic, which is something you should never do. I don't I don't think. And and uh, so it was a black couple. Uh, the uh, the woman came to our apartment. We asked her to hide us out from uh, from this guy. Uh, he pre- apparently knew that uh, she was in our apartment and uh, he came in demanded that demanded that uh, we uh, uh, that we turn her out and get her back out you know he wants to see he wants to see this woman now I, I I don't think they did but one of the things I do remember was having a gun pointed at oh hello yeah well, this is one of my first encounters with a black person. To, to my recollection, in childhood. Yeah, that's one that would stick with you. I'm pretty confident. Uh, thus, also, now, I'm, I'm a little younger than you, but not that much younger. Uh, I also remember very vividly uh, seeing uh, images of the Black Panthers. On yeah, TV. yeah. And, and, and that time in the late 60s, 67, 68, 69, Again, I'm mm-hmm. I'm eight, nine, ten years old. Yes, on the on the nightly news, uh, there were those images. There was the Vietnam War going on. 
but yes, you, you saw all those images of, of blacks being just uh, hosed down. I still have vivid images well, of watching TV wanna, and seeing I, that. I, I want to go specifically to the images of the uh, of the Black Panthers and the ones that looked really scary to a to a uh, seven eight year old kid. Uh, these were uh, these were images that kind of were, were ingrained in me, and I remember being at, so. I remember as a child actually being afraid of black people, hmm. even as I got even even as I got a little older after my parents had already died, and I was I was uh, living with uh, living with Annie's grandma. Right, you know. My parents really never had that conversation with me. She, uh, Annie's grandma, never had this conversation with me about encountering and uh, black people. Uh, I, I got sent to a uh, to a summer camp that was uh, had a huge amount of uh, black people. I think I was probably oh, I maybe fourth grade or no, it wouldn't have been fourth. It'd be like fifth grade or something to that uh, to that level. And the part of the kids were where I was being dropped off to bus to this camp was at a, a community center where it was in a pro predominantly black neighborhood. I was scared shitless, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mm. tell you, I was really, really afraid. And over the years, I got to tell you, man, I, I was I really had a fear of black people. And I think that I think that a lot of people my age might have might have had the same uh, might have had the same uh, things going on. This is why people have a ten people have a tendency, at least I know I did. You always you always fear the unknown. Well yes, that's I, that that is literally human nature. You, you have a tendency to fear, fear the unknown, and when you fear something, you have a tendency to lash out against it. Now, I am not trying to make excuses here, not by any stretch of the imagination, because, uh, again, I was a kid, but nobody told, I had nobody to set me aside and tell me that these were, these fears were in, unwarranted. And John, let, 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 me, let me interrupt briefly. Uh, you're talking about... You do. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm very good at it too. Uh, you're talking about, in your case, probably the early '70s. Okay, we weren't quite there yet. Okay, parents didn't sit you down and tell you anything. No, they. Uh, and if they did, it was usually derogatory. Right. It was be nice to everybody, and you know, look, we had a couple of families in the neighborhood. You know. You, we had a couple of black families in the neighborhood. Randy Brazil, they didn't live in the neighborhood, but uh, and you know these guys and the kids, you know, we all played together. We, you know, there was no no big thing. Of course, when you're younger, you don't see that, and it's a shame because when you're six and seven years old, you know, it's just Tommy, it's just Billy. You know, I I to this day I. I want to interrupt you here now, because I, I, I do want to finish this point. All right. The, the fact is, is not, a, and we didn't have very many black kids in our neighborhood. Actually, we lived in a predominantly Mexican neighborhood. 
see. Yeah, well, we didn't we didn't have a lot of black people, and I found myself being very afraid of of some of the black people that we went to, that I went to school with. Uh, and again, nobody to tell me that this was an unwarranted fear. Of course, I didn't really share this this fear. I didn't. I, mm-hmm. I just stayed away. I just did my best to just kind of okay segregated myself, if you will, because of uh, because of this fear. But this fear that I had even translated went on into my teens and early tw- and early twenties. I mean, I remember when I first started driving cab. I was scared, and for no necessary, no reason really, I was afraid to drive the cab into black neighborhoods. I was, uh, you know, scared to death if I'd wind up, if I was sitting on a taxi stand somewhere and had a black man uh, come to the car. I was automatically in the def- on the defensive, and if you and if I if I can go in the thirty eight years that I've been driving cab. I was telling some idiot the other day that I've had over the years have had less problems with black people than I have with white people in my camp. I won't disagree with that. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that I didn't, I was deathly afraid. And when, like I said before here, when you're afraid of something, you have a tendency to lash out, to, to, to be, uh, to, it's just normal reaction. Again, it's not an excuse, but it's something that you have to, if you haven't had that talk with your parents, it's on you. The onus is on you to try to get to know people, try to get to know everybody. Um, now, I have, since since I've been dealing with the public for as long as I have and gotten to know black people and actually developed some really good friendships with some black people I was the I was the best man at uh, one of the guys I worked with. I was the best man at uh, at his uh, at his wedding, and you know, I these little things, those little opportunities that you have to learn about people, uh, people of all uh, races and, and backgrounds and what have you. But um, I guarantee you that I, I have to attribute a lot of where I am today on the fact that this is still a learning process. I tell you, between my job and uh, and luckily to be in the age of social media, media and have instant information at your fingertips, you learn about people. And I've had that opportunity to learn about people over time. My point in all this is, is that right now, if you are a, a white couple have a child I think it is imperative it is imperative that you are teaching your kids at an early age I mean Oliver's uh, Oliver's three years old um, and I know that uh, he, you know he Oliver has a huge uh, support system around him between uh, between his parents between uh, uh, his uh uh, uncles and aunt, his uncles and aunt. I should say one uncle, one aunt uh, on our side. Uh, between uh, between Annie, I wish I had I wish I had more time to spend with, but, but unfortunately I'm on the street quite a bit. But they are teaching him about people. They are teaching him not you know to respect everybody, to respect 
to to respect um, people regardless of colored, regardless of whether they are gay or, or straight or tra- transsexual. They they, they are teaching him how to respect and they are and eventually I know that conversation will get into more about the what the differences are for black people as opposed to white people or uh, Oliver Oliver's half uh, Mexican but uh, uh, still you have that uh, that conversation can't happen too soon and I, I totally agree uh, with uh, the young lady, I wish I I wish I had to put up that uh, uh, that Star Tribune article. I might uh, see if I can't get the link from Shaletta a little later on here about that. But if you're if you're if you're a grandparent, if you're a parent or a grandparent of a of a young child, I think getting that getting that message out about uh, about race and about uh, because you can't just use the the people use the 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 the, um, the old adage. Well, I don't see color. Everybody's a, you know I'm colorblind. I use that excuse for a while too. But you know the fact of the matter is is that as long as there is still the systemic racism that is going on to this very day, as long as as uh, black people are treated differently by the police as, uh, than white people are. This conversation, it's obvious. This conversation still needs to, still needs to happen. So I, I guess that's all I got. I'm going to tap out on that. Well, uh, well said, John. But also keep in mind a, a big thing, especially for kids. It doesn't matter whether it's Oliver today, whether it was you and I back in the Stone Age. We learn by what we see. Sure. We see. It, it, it comes down to the to the old uh, do as I say, not as I do. Okay? You have to show these things. And look, we are, we are different. Okay? A kid's curiosity, at one point, is going to say, how come his, his skin is darker than mine? They did mention that. Yeah. And, and there's, there's real reasons for that, and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, but... It, it all depends. Are you the one that is crossing the street because there's a black couple walking the opposite direction? Your kid picks up on that. These are subtle clues. I'm not saying it has to be love, love you know, brotherhood week. Um, you know, but again, your children are going to learn by how you react to certain situations. Uh, again, young black children today, I, it, it pains me that I've learned in the past couple of years that parents have to have the quote-unquote talk about how to behave with a police officer and and all that just so that they'll come home alive. Uh, mm. Cops have to start rethinking this. Is the only You have to think, is the only reason you're pulling this person over is because they're quote-unquote suspicious? Suspicious is not a crime. No. And that has to stop. I'm not saying that they haven't prevented crimes by pulling people over without question. Just the odds dictate that you would. But a young man who happens to be African-American, African-American is driving through a neighborhood. 
and he's slowing down and he's stopping. You don't know, A, that he's not picking up a friend for the first time. B, he could be delivering food. You know, there's a lot of legitimate reasons. Okay? That's when the police officer pulls up and says, you know, can I help you? Oh, no, officer, I'm looking for my friend's house. It's 3812. Oh, that's on the other side of the street. That's where the police need to... There's no need for pull over, give me your ID, give me, you know, what are you doing? You can be helpful in that situation. And then you don't get all these knee-jerk reactions, you know. Uh, But again, I can't imagine having to have that chat uh, just to make sure my kid comes home alive. Uh, Again, when I was younger, when we were still on the border of going from flat-out balls-to-the-walls racism all over the place to actually not so much, you know, in the civil rights movement and, you know, all that came about when I was a teenager and, you know, we began to see things a little differently than our parents did. Uh, I, I, you know, oh, I was going to say earlier, one one of the things that bugs me to this day is when somebody will say, oh yeah, just go see the black guy. Well, why does it have to be the black guy? Why can't you just say the guy in the blue jacket? Yeah. You wouldn't say go see the white guy. Yeah, it's it's one of those... Uh... It bothers me. It really, it really and truly does. You know, now, if everybody's in uniform, you know, and there's no, no discernible difference, okay, then the discernible difference is their skin tone. All right, then... The very, the very last... Uh, the very last, uh, but, but the thing is, it, it's the def- it's still the default for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's not go see, go see Officer Menendez; it's go see the lady cop. So, by the way, speaking earlier there of uh, of um, suspicious, you know, suspicious or being suspicious of a black person who is uh, who might be a stranger in your neighborhood or whatnot. Uh, the, uh, there's something that came out uh, this last week that the Justice Department has charged the three men with uh, uh, that uh, had hunted down and, and killed uh, Ahmed Arbery. Oh, right, outside of Atlanta. Yeah, they they uh, the three guys, they have been uh, charged with a hate crime. Good. Uh, Good. Travis McMichael, uh, Gregory McMichael, and William... Rody, oh, there, there's a, there's a good nickname for it. Let's call you Rody. Good old boy. Maybe it's Roddy. I don't know what it is, but Rod or uh, William Bryan, it is. Uh, they were indicted Wednesday for targeting and threatening Arbery because of his race. Well, uh, what else? A, what if you forgot? What else was there? I'm sorry. Go ahead. If if you had forgotten, you know, this was just a, this was just a young black man that was just jogging through a neighborhood. He was only two miles away from his home. You know, it's... Well, these these good old boy rednecks took it upon themselves. Exactly. I think well, we they're should... already facing murder charges, but now they, they're they being they're, they're being charged uh, now uh, also with with hate crimes, well, which they... I, I still want to... I still want to... Uh, uh, get through the whole idea of hate crimes, and maybe one of these days 
when we have more time, we should talk a little bit more about this because I, I think that uh, if you are, if you murder, if you go to the extent of murdering somebody, that should already be designated as a hate crime. Oh no 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 no! Look, just because I murder you doesn't mean I hate you. Yeah, well, I didn't uh, do with the malice, with the malice intended in that situation. Yes. Hey, you owed me ten bucks. What could I do? Jesus, what could I do? You you left me no choice. It's not that I wanted to. You understand. Hmm. But that's how we do things here, and you know, you'll get over it. Trust me, that's not forever. <laughs> it's not a permanent condition in some cases. Well, especially if you wind up killing the person, then I guess uh, uh, I guess it isn't a permanent condition now, is it? Uh, we're just going to move on because you're destroying my bit now. Oh. And doing so uh, quite well, I might say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took a sledgehammer to it. <laughs> well, we got a few minutes left, and... Uh, what else? Hey, we... you watched uh, you watched the um, the, the president day. speak here the other day. Uh huh. Did you see the footage of uh, of uh, 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 Cancun cruise there? Uh, oh, dozing yeah, off. Dozing. yeah, that uh, just uh, yeah. Let, let, let's get off that for the couple minutes we got left. Let, let's let's get a little lighter. Although I'm not really a fan of college ball and the NFL draft in general. I got to say, Miami has a Dolphin, the greatest football. Dolphins did pretty, pretty good in the draft, apparently. Got us some nice running backs. A guy named Waddle. You can never go wrong with somebody named Waddle. I'm sorry. Well, wait a minute. I don't know. A running, was he a, is he a running back or a receiver? I think he was a receiver. Eh, whatever. His name is Waddle. Well, I worry about somebody. That's kind of like a baseball pitcher named uh, Balfour. Eh, as long as he doesn't waddle on the field, we'll be just fine. Look, this kid's long since gotten past the uh, waddle jokes, okay? I'm look, sure. Look, I, th- <laughs> I think the whole thing is overblown, the NFL draft myself. I don't watch college ball, uh, mainly because it's treated as the NFL minor leagues, but the players don't get a penny out of it. Uh, but... Be that as it may, look, this is something that can be done. And here's one thing I don't understand about the draft. So now this year, Jacksonville had the number one pick. Mm -hmm. A number one pick overall. I've never understood why the very first team is put on the clock. You've had six months to make this decision. (laughs) Why are you on the clock? Why are we adding 15 more minutes to this? And by the way, what I fully don't understand, trades aside, especially in the first round, the further don't you have your list of people that you want in order that you want them? Okay, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. You know, now you're down to your, you know, you know who you want, but who can you get? Why are we sitting now again? I'm not saying... You know, you got to leave the opportunity open for trades. But, I mean, good gravy. If you've got the 20th pick in the first round, you've had hours, hours to make trades and do all this. But, again, it's that very first pick. And and this kid, uh, 
It's a quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, I believe his name was. Big nose, long hair. Uh, I promise you, he will be out of Jacksonville before uh, uh, before the ink is dry on his contract. By the way, I don't think Waddle lasts two years. Just based, just simply based on the way he was dressed. Period. Uh, that's, I know nothing else about the kid. But based on the way he was dressed, I think he's going to be another hot dog that flames out early. He's going to walk on that practice field, and his shit don't stink. And uh, and Coach Coach Flores is going to go, no. Coach Flores has a plan, and it's working. And it's working well. We were one game short of the playoffs last year. One game. Well, you could have said that. Okay, now, if you're going to base that just simply on the way he was on the way he was dressed. Did you happen to watch? Did you happen to see it uh, that the first round? I would guarantee you that uh, <laughs> we should admire. We should admire some of these kids because you and I, if we tried to dress like that, any kind of a situation, no. any kind of situation That's- of that magnitude, we would get lap. We would get eggs thrown at us for Christ's sake. <laughs> I had a conversation with Mike King the other day, and we were talking about. I have a wedding coming up at the end of the month. And, uh, oh, by the way, welcome to May, everybody. Oh, and uh, before I forget, tomorrow, happy birthday to my brother Ray. Uh, I have a wedding at the end of the month. I got to buy a new suit and all that. And I'm looking forward to it because I used to like to dress nicely. And I haven't had the opportunity to do it in quite some time. So we're looking at Now, would I wear some of the more extreme stuff? Uh, probably not. Would I wear a sleeveless uh, suit jacket? Probably not. But I can pull it off, and I plan to. And you'll see at the end of the month. Uh, well, maybe, I want pictures, so. Well, there'll be something. I can tell you that much. I can't say what, but there'll be something. Just don't put them on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, because that's going to happen. Now, pictures of me may wind up on Facebook, but not not by my hand. Well, I think uh, we, we've just about peered out here at the end there, sir. We uh, we. Just, well, I got one more thing here. Yeah, you got time. I don't know what you've been paying. I, I you don't uh, have time. Don't know what you've been paying attention to uh, Jeopardy. Well, Jesus, there you go, doing it again to me. So this doesn't always mean white power. I'm just gonna say this right now. This does not always mean white power. Figure it out. Or badness. Right, baby.